Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian and I've been catching up with this guest, you know, offline for a while. So we're going to have plenty to talk about. The last time he was on the show was around four years ago when Welcome to Bonkers came out. Now he's got the brand new album, The Fundamental Slimes and Humors. Please, everyone, give a warm round of applause on your podcast machines. It is Nikki from Necrogoblicon. Nikki, man, how are you doing tonight? Yo, man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, just at the house, chilling, was working on some tunage and... Nice. Uh, had a michelada, and I'm uh, huh. ready to chat. <laughs> very, very nice. Yeah, we were talking about, I just cracked a beer. We were talking about the differences between craft IPAs and other styles of beers and whatnot. So I know you weren't able to get one yourself, but I am happy that you're situated, that you're feeling good. Uh, we were also mentioning, I think the last time that we spoke was right before Warp Tour before Welcome to Bonkers came out, and I think you were doing the show in your van. So it's very cool to have you in your house this time. Yeah, no, it's great for me, too. I love sitting in the comfort space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that absolutely makes sense. Now, what's funny, though, is, I mean, I'm sure just like a lot of bands, as well as just every normal person on most of Earth, during the pandemic, you had to stay put for a very long time. But you guys are going to be hitting the road with Guar which is pretty amazing. That's in May. So you're getting all of your sitting down kind of uh, relaxing time in now before all of that goes down? Yeah, more or less. Like we, well, uh, it's a multifaceted answer. I mean, touring, like the bulk of it is sitting in a vehicle, like waiting to get somewhere, but True. there's always the excitement of actually playing shows. And um, uh, yeah, there's been plenty of that with the pandemic and stuff. I, a lot of it, I was working on the new album and um I'm excited to get out there again. And uh, also it's daunting because the new material is hard. So ah, sure. we actually just had, we had a rehearsal last week for like the first time in forever. Huh. And so that's cool. we kind of got to jump on it, you know? So. Nice. Now, I'm sure you probably explained that to a lot of people, but do you mind going into what it was really like being together with everyone and really kind of working out that set list? Um, this upcoming thing? Yeah. What, well, what you did rehearsal-wise last week oh and yeah. What, yeah well oh for sure um well two of our dudes live out in colorado or actually i think raptors in wisconsin at the moment but oh. um we uh so we got we gotta fly them in and then we we were like okay we haven't like played a show or anything in like two years you know so let's <laughs> all and we have a whole new al albums of songs yep. to uh to learn um well we know them but to play together you know right um, right yep and so a lot of it, honestly, uh, this time around, we decided we would do one like a month and a half in advance, just because in the past we've had rehearsals like, okay, everyone come out a week early and we'll do like a week of rehearsals before the tour. Mm -hmm. Um, but this time we're like, let's get everyone out here a month early just so we can like kind of figure out what we need to do. Um, in terms of like the rig, like yeah. we have a rig, which has got like we got keyboard, we got like a main stage thing, click for the oh, main stage is like a software where you can play plug-in instruments basically live. Right. Um, so we've got to sync that up. We've got to fire off MIDI patch changes for that and the guitars through an Ableton rig that our drummer controls. And and then there's like, now we're, we're all going in-ears for the first time. Wow. I, other guys have been on it, but we're all going to go in-ears now. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I think it'll be good when, when we get it all dialed in. Um, but there's so much 
you know, gear on this rig. So effectively it's like a huge clusterfuck, you know, it's like (laughs) so so many points where something could fail or if like, Oh, the, the click stop making signal. Okay. Let's repatch like every cable, you know, stuff like that. And then it was really sweet to be, it was a lot of his troubleshooting and setting up and we've got a new sound guy on this tour coming. So getting familiar with him and him getting familiar with our rig. Um, and then finally, after many hours of that playing some songs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was, was most of the time just on setup and getting everything ready and you played like two tracks. Yeah. Like that's exaggerated, but pretty much sure. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, because yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's like guitar, Alex and uh, Joe play through, I think Alex has a Kemper. Joe has an Axe effects uh, guitar modeler. So depending on the song or if it's solo or rhythm or whatever, like there's actually patch changes. Oh, so, so like, you know, he'll go from like a cool delay tone for a solo, maybe to like a chunky rhythm tone. Um, and that stuff's all automated because it's sweet. Cause we're all playing to a click anyways, right? It's metal. Let's be real. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, you know, making it so everything, it's like the brain of our, our stuff. So I guess in the past it would have been like a pedal board or something, but mm. now it's just kind of like you set it up and it just does that automatically, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but we played, yeah, we played through this, like the whole first day was set up and then we had a whole second day of playing the second day. So okay. gotcha. Going pretty good. And we're, yeah, we're definitely going to do like more rehearsals before war. Um, right. But this was really good to do now because now we have like another month to kind of like, okay, we got to buy this or I got to like make patches for this, blah, 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 you know? Right. Now, I want to say now I've been lucky enough, you know, the album, The Fundamental Slimes and Humors will be out by the time this is out. But while we're talking, we're, you know, four days away, three days away. uh, Oh, yeah. We're close, close, man. I didn't even look at the date. Damn. Super, super close. So I've been lucky to... I've been lucky enough to be able to go through the album front to back many times, and it is even more dynamic than Welcome to Bonkers. So is that that adjustment that you really have to do is making sure that you're able to really pack in everything that you're doing with this album? Because this album is extremely layered. I mean, there's so much to follow. You can listen to the album one time. You won't get all the subtle references. You won't get all of the layers of sound (laughs) that's in it. So is that why you're really trying to pack all this in is for that total experience? Yeah, exactly. Like we're trying to, you know, approximate the sound of the album as best we can in a live environment. Um, and it, it, you know, I, I always think like, fuck man, why don't we just like have one keyboard, one guitar and like, <laughs> like old school. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, I get bored and I like ADD out and I want to add stuff and orchestrate stuff. So, sure. um, yeah, we basically have everything that the key that Raptor, our keyboardist, is not playing. That'll be on like keyboard backing tracks, so you still hear all that shit. Sure. Um, and then what he's playing is not on track, so we got to go through and like get tracks and then edit them so that like whatever he's playing is not on there, etc. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and the ideal is, I mean, the idea is that ideally we we have like a sweet representation of the album, but it is definitely difficult because. Like you're saying, uh, I think a lot of the songs are different. There's not exactly one concrete sonic palette that we always return to, you know? Right, exactly. I mean, like guitar, drums, vocals, those are basically 
the same ish pretty much. <laughs> um, but then in terms of the key stuff, there's like so much going on. So, so uh, <laughs> it's always a challenge to be like, okay, what's the priority thing? What should actually be played versus in the track? And then how do we make everything consistent level? So it's not like we switch to an old song and all of a sudden it's blasting me in my ears or something. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so <laughs> no, that, uh, that makes sense. When it's all done, it should be friggin' rad. I'm, I'm excited for the, uh, the sound. I'm excited for it to be dope and as close as possible. And then next album, don't be surprised if we just, uh, don't have anything except for the most minimal stuff. Cause we were like, fuck this. No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could see, I mean, honestly, so much went into this album, I can tell. And I kind of want to start, you know, I want to do some technical questions, obviously, but I, you know, we'll go off on tangents, like I mentioned. But what I what I was kind of blown away by in the album was it was Necrogoblicon, but it was definitely a whole nother level of what you guys are doing or what you put out in the past. I mean, Welcome to Bonkers was certainly different than Heavy Meta, you know, and so forth and so on. But you've added so much to this new album. So one of the things I want to ask right away is, you know, a lot of bands, obviously, they'll start with a riff or something. They'll have their guitarist go through and they're kind of making the melody. And then the song starts with that. But it almost seems like with you guys, the songs might start with the keys or the programming. How how do you do it? Or how did you do it for this album? Um. Well, for, yeah, for this album, I pretty much wrote all of it myself um and i'll I'll do that in logic that's my daw of choice right now Uh, it doesn't matter what daw you want to use but uh logic's good for for midi stuff um so i've got this like guitar thing called shreddage it's a contact instrument and uh you basically have it it's like a di guitar um sound and you just run it through an amp sim and that gives it gives like a you know I wouldn't use it on like a real album, but it's good enough for a demo. Okay. So the guitars are on there and yeah, I'll kind of like write most of it uh, as a demo first. So we, yeah. In terms of which instrument do we start with? It it really changes like um, depending on the song, I guess this, I don't really have like a a method where it's like every time I go through the motions, it's kind of like whatever, Sometimes I'll get in some crazy inspiration. Sometimes I'll wake up from a dream and have a melody. Uh, Sometimes I'll just be drunk and like, oh, what about this? You know, so (laughs) it could be drums, uh, guitars, keys, or vocals generally. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just be like sitting around like, like tapping out of boredom. It's like, oh, that could be a thing, you know? Gotcha. Wow, that's really interesting. I mean, I, I know we've talked about this before a little bit when you were on the show before talking about it. I, I know you did a lot of all of this, but I'm just surprised because there are so many different parts of it. So let me take a step back. So it's not the first time that you've been, you know, four years in between, you know, putting out a new album. But is that because you had more time that you were able to put more things in or do you actually prefer to have a, a less of a lead time between albums? Um, the way that I think I approach it is basically like, um, at least this time it's hard to remember so far into the past, but like, <laughs> um, I, I'm like, you know, basically it'll be dumb when it's dumb. But, uh, that being said, there were probably like upwards of, 30 ideas I had for this album and 
and I think um, after Post Bonkers or whatever, I actually wrote the riff for uh, This Is My Time. What's that song called? Oh, This Is It. Yeah, This Is It. Yep. I wrote that. Um, it's really hard to hum, but that Baroque <laughs> chorus riff. <laughs> Not a whistler, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, that was like the first thing, and that was actually on uh on warp tour we had a bus which was fun um and i brought my laptop because i'm like maybe i'll work on something so i think in that full six week span or whatever it was i I busted out the laptop just once because it's always like nah it's all crowded and i'm lazy but um (laughs) ended up doing that riff um and that was kind of the first thing started on so that was whenever probably right around the last time that we talked or whatever um and then over that following year and a half or so i wrote like maybe 10 songs that that didn't end up making it on the album um because yeah exactly (laughs) um because then i kept writing more and and, um brett our manager and alex were like oh man these are just better it keeps getting better and better so i was like okay let me just keep writing then you know um gotcha and then by the time i guess 2019 rolled around we were Alex was impatient, you know, and he was already in Florida. So he's like, Oh, let's just track some stuff. And, um, so at that point we did, uh, we recorded, this is it. And the, ah. and the vocals, well, no, the guitars and drums for the system of a down cover. We right. did. Yep. Chop suey. Yep. Yeah. Those were basically tracked around the same time. Those two songs. Um, and then I kind of had other stuff to finish up and work on. Um, and some stuff it'll be like, like golden future. It was for this, this company wanted a song and they were like, Oh, we'll fund all this. And so I cranked that one out in like two or three weeks from start to finish, but oh. then they ended up uh, flaking out anyways. So <laughs> I, I was already like, I don't want to give them the rights or whatever. So I was kind of happy, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so it was like, sweet, this will just be our song. Um, nice. But sometimes there's that mindset of like, okay, this is for something. So I'm just going to like obsess over it for like weeks straight, you know? Oh, so you're you're saying you obsess more over if it's for something else other than yourself. Right. It's, ah, it's a little okay. different when it's like writing for yourself because uh, you can get lost or stuck easily in the creative workflow, I guess you could call it. Um, sure. Just be like, I don't know what should come next. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of interesting because, uh, well, like at this point, I know how to do it. You know, um, years ago, it was like, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to write a bridge, this and that or whatever. Um, I'm like, guess aging and experience, like I learned, but, yeah, um, right, right. still when, you know, there's something great about like a concrete deadline and also it's horrible. So <laughs> right. this, was kind of, this was kind of both those things, you know, um, gotcha. in terms of, yeah, definitely some of the songs were written over the span of like months to a year, even, you know, oh, wow. um, okay. like that chop suey cover, right. I produced all the keys and and vocals for that pretty much and uh, that took me like a year because wow first i was like because they didn't record to a click right system right, right. Yeah, yeah i was like tempo mapping and beat mapping the whole time the whole song like every bar like ah. to, just to capture basically like what felt like their tempo performance if that makes sense sure yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was like doing that. And then I had like so many different ideas for like the chorus. Is this going to be just like a basic cover? Is it going to, I had like some trancy saws at one point, like, do, 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 do. 
Um, and then by the end of like all the different experience, uh, experiments, I must, you know, there must be like 80 to a hundred, like different save as is, ah. um, <laughs> right. So it just gets ex- extreme and intense. Um, and then, you know, by the end it was like, Ooh, okay, here's some cool, uh, eight away stuff. And that snare of like, Pop! or whatever, um, mm-hmm. so all those things were like, what about this? What about this? I'm not happy with it. How it is. Let's try this. So I think that that one was actually even harder because it's a cover, you know? Yeah. You have a, you have a template you're working for, right? You're not able to necessarily add everything you want because you still got the template of a song. Right. It's like, you want to do it justice. And also, yeah, you're within these parameters or whatever. Um, so yeah, that one was a bitch. Um, (laughs) well, it it turned out well. So that's good. Yeah, I'm really stoked on how it turned out and everything, but it was definitely so many iterations of just bashing my head against the wall and stuff. Um, Right. But then, like, going to die took a few iterations to get that structure, um, and so did no such thing as a key. Ah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, and like like Parpoons, or uh, this is it, the working title was always Parpoons. Ah, Um, okay. But that one, that was pretty straightforward. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward structure, you know. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay. uh, so that was cool. That one was probably all finished in like a couple weeks again. Okay. So gotcha. really, yeah, it just totally, it kind of depends on um, what the song is. And then sometimes you don't even know, like, is this going to be on it? Like for Going to Die, I had started like, I'm trying to live a ah. better life. Yep. Like that whole part. And then the flute, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> That stuff was all, uh, I had that stuff done for like a couple years and I wasn't even like probably going to use that on the album. And I was like, wait, what about that? That was sick, you know? Oh, and then okay. came back to it. So sometimes you have something and you remember and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Let's go back to that and uh, finish it up later. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. With everything that you do, it sounds like it'd be very difficult to go back. Like you might, you might hear it in your head the way you want it, but going through and sifting through your files, you must be meticulous with how you label things so you can actually bring it back. Yeah, I'm pretty nerdy about organizations. <laughs> that's definitely a boon for this project. And then sometimes, yeah, like honestly, the demos and everything, like I got up there over like 300 tracks sometimes. I'm not oh, bragging, it's horrible, but like, you know, you <laughs> add something. You're not sure if you want to get rid of it, so you just leave it in or whatever. Right. And then you look at your thing, and you're like, fuck, man, I have like 200, 300 tracks here. I got to like condense this somehow, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I have. I don't think I've been that high, but I have seen that before. That is for sure. So that is a, yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> you know, there's like instruments that are a stack in themselves, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. like the, the synth on um, Bones is oh, like, yeah. that's like, five or six layers of trancy synth. So that, it all adds to this track count, you know? That's, um, that's crazy. <laughs> and then the computer's like fucking chugging super yeah, hard. You know? right. so I want to work on this song, but every time I open it, it crashes. So you have to like figure out how, okay, I have to turn off the audio engine, like bounce these things down. And yeah, wow. if, if it was all, if it was just like an infinite, like powered computer, it would just make life so much better. But that's right. unfortunately, it's just like not how it goes. Never, never how it yeah. goes. Right. <laughs> so you always kind of like, yeah, 
And I'm hoping in the future I can get in the habit of just like, okay, this is cool. I'll bounce it to audio right there and move on or something. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Harvard, you know, the options. You know? Well, yeah, there you go. Well, with, I mean, with everything you've done with all this hard work that you put in, you know, getting ready for the tour and everything. Now, like we said, you know, we're three days away technically from the release. So how do you feel yourself? Like, have you already moved on to the next, you know, bunch of music that you want to write? Or are you able to get out of your head and enjoy that moment? Um, yeah, I can get out of the head and enjoy it. Uh, I told myself I'm not really going to, I started on a couple various ideas, but no, I don't really want to like get back into Necroland for like a year, <laughs> ideally. Okay. If anything, just to let the brain sort of Recharge. chill for a yeah, bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, how, like if you're learning guitar and you're like pissed and you set it down, you come back two weeks later and then you can do whatever it was. Yeah. I normally, I threw it down a lot of times and then I yeah, just later. slam it yeah. down. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> exactly. So there's something to be said for like letting the brand air out a little or something. Right. Um, and then also, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like if I have like a sweet idea, I'm going to write it down. Uh, so, but it's also just been like. I was pretty much working on this stuff nonstop for like three and a half years. So Oof, I'm like ready for a little break. What people like, uh, so, but yeah, to answer the, the sort of the initial question, like I'm, I'm always really stoked. Uh, I think we finished mastering the record in like November or something okay. or, uh, not us, but Ted Jensen. Um, oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, we've been listening to it really since then, but it's not as exciting until, you know, everyone can hear it and you right. can like read their mean YouTube comments. Oh yeah. Read. Those are great. <laughs> yeah, totally. Thanks man. Some fucker. They think, I don't know what they think, but yeah, there's always, there's good ones too. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, um, no. They're, they're definitely <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, I'll really, yeah, we'll probably be, I'll probably listen to it. We'll all be stoked on release day and, and then I'll listen to it for a couple more weeks and then I'll, you know, never listen to it again, but there that's go. how good. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Does that, no, it, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say like, I've been listening to stuff for like thousands of hours, most likely already. So right. it's like, right. I'm used to it. Yeah. It's and like oxygen. I would imagine you're going to put, you know, your own dynamic spin of in the range that you can when you're out on tour playing it. But I'm sure that's going to bring back a lot of that love and a lot of that, ability that you had to you know really want to play the album and then i'm sure by the time at some point in the tour you'll get bored as fuck with it yeah i never really get bored oh, per okay. se that's great um, i'm not like oh, i'm sick of this or something i mean maybe you know there's maybe i don't want to play no one survives every show you know but <laughs> <laughs> it's like generally it's like when you're in the moment of the live show at least for me it's just such a uh, in that moment thing that i'm not really thinking too hard about it you know okay gotcha well i think so that's probably yeah. a good way to be i would imagine especially when you did warp tour you know we had we had kind of talked about how that was going to like how that was going to work for you guys i got to see you during warp tour so i got to see it seemed like you were having fun out there but i don't remember if the boston date was at the beginning of warp tour or towards the end i think that would be Shit. the question like how did you feel mentally towards <laughs> the end of warp tour it's probably in the middle somewhere um but uh, it was cool. That was sort of a unique experience too, because your set was just at a different time every day, and you didn't know when that was going to be till right. the morning of. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
that had a way of sort of keeping you on your toes and keeping life a little more interesting. Cause it was like, well, did we party too hard last night? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you're playing 11 AM today, you know? Right. Yep. No, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I had Alex and Eric on an in-person interview during the Boston date. And I think they said something very similar as well about how it's just the changing schedule was the probably the biggest thing that you guys had to get used to. Yeah, it was pretty novel. Um, and then you're also one thing that was cool, particularly about that tour is there's so many bands playing it and like a lot of them are on it for like a week or two or whatever. So yeah. you almost always had the opportunity to go like check something out you hadn't seen before. Right. Um, so it's sort of like you got to be at the festival every day and also play it, but it was, it was, you know, normally on a tour, you're sitting there in a, a venue for like six hours waiting for your set. And then it's right. like rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but Warped was like being at summer camp, you know, as, as adults. So that right. was, that was a pretty cool tour. Um, no, that's very cool. Yeah. And you got to yeah. do, you know, you got to do some of the, the right now stuff as well with people you probably wouldn't have been able to get at different times. So, yeah, yeah. I remember like, it was basically like, Oh, here, here's a dude walking by. Let's see if he wants to be in it. You know? Right. Yeah, I think I think that worked out pretty well. Now, what was interesting was I I went back because I went, how does Necrogoblicon know Guar? You know, and I was just trying to like piece things together. And I was like, maybe they were on the same warp tour together, but it's not true. They were actually the one warp tour they did was the year before you. So I saw them on that warp tour. And then you guys did, you know, pretty much the final country run of warp tour. So you've done one, but you guys didn't cross paths during that time, right? No, no, yeah. I've never uh, met any of them personally or anything like that. So, well, they are uh, aliens and stuff, so it's kind of tough. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I hear they're friendly aliens, so I'm hoping that's true. <laughs> Probably friendly to bands that are in favor of goblins because they hate regular humans. So I figured yeah. that. I don't know. Are we busting kayfabe here? I don't know if we're even <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> There's probably a certain shared misanthropy, which is uh, – you know, crucial to these sort of projects. I can see it. I mean, look, John's from outer space. They're from outer space. It, it makes complete sense. Uh, yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea, but I'm excited. For it. <laughs> see, I, I think one of my, one of the most fun, weird interviews I've ever done was having Guar on the show. So it was tough to tell, am I supposed to go with the gimmick? Or am I supposed to be having a real conversation? Oh, yeah. That was that was the real fun part. But you guys are going to be able to experience that in person. So your whole tour might be super awkward. I, yeah, dude. I, I had no idea what to expect. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is it's going to fucking smell like shit the whole time. I think so. Yes, that's, what, the, that's what I've heard. Let me tell you, man. Latex... <laughs> Costume pieces do not smell good. Not saying they're not real aliens or whatever. But, oh, of course you know. not. Yeah, no, they're definitely real aliens smell, for sure. They're going to yeah. smell real bad either way. So um, I, I would imagine so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of just like, all right, let, this is a, another month of my life. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, if you're going to want, I mean, life is built on stories, right? So you guys put out this awesome new album. You get to go on tour with Guar, Beavis and Butthead's favorite band. So, I mean, you have to, you have to have that in the back of your mind. If life isn't about experiences, 
then there's no point in that. But I think it's all about it. So I would imagine you guys are coming up on some type of weird experience. I can only imagine. I, I, I'd be fucking stunned if this was just like ordinary and boring, you know? Right. Well, maybe they're just complete. Pro- I mean, I would imagine they're professionals. But if they were just completely opposite of all their characters so that you never experienced any of the craziness. Yeah, right. Like, it's just like they're just like reading books. Like, can you guys keep it down? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need any. We don't need a goblin in here drinking and having fun. Like, let's come on. We're Guar. We're Guar. Come on. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to play Parcheesi or something. Yeah. By the way, do you know how to play Parcheesi? Because I do not. No, I don't even know what it is. I just like the word. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a great word. That's. I just had to check. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's actually known what or how to play that game. <laughs> I learned backgammon on the airplane once. Now, do you, do you remember that one? Because I don't know that one either. It's like these diagonal lines and you sort of like stack these tokens and rotate them around and try and get them all in one spot and you can reset your opponent. I, that, that's it sounds I awesome. Remember. It sounds it's amazing. cool. It's kind of fun. I was like, this is old school. Like, you know, that like on the flight, you know, you have like the little touchscreen shitty games. Oh, sure. Okay. Gotcha. I must have spent like two hours like, okay, I'm going to learn backgammon. That's something productive I can do on this flight, you know? Yeah. No, no, I understand. Look, I've always wanted to learn uh, like Pai Gao poker right. because I see that at the casino and everyone seems super focused. So I never want to go and bother them. Yeah, for sure. I can hardly even follow hold them you know so you know. ah i gotcha gambling not your thing for sure yeah no i mean maybe if i were good at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's certainly understandable well let I me like to gamble with my life ah there we go that's the nikki i know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. now let me ask i mean one of the things we definitely talked about the last time that you're on was you know right now and you know the whole internet show the youtube show with John Goblicon being the host and you guys were the band and you used to do, you know, some weird skits and whatnot. And the show has changed over the three seasons. So it's it's a lot different now, I think, than it was before. But I don't remember if we talked about this. How much say do you and the band have in in the show or what guests are on or what your actual what is it, your addition to the show would be or what you guys are gonna put forward? How much how much do you have in that, I guess is I, I don't know if I I think I fucked that up. How how much do you actually have as a part of that? I get you. Um, like you know, I mean, it's it's like the type of thing where we trust Dermer, the guy who directs him and all that. Yeah. Um, we trust him to handle most of that. Now, Alex or someone might find a guest or a friend, like, oh, I want to have this person on there, or uh, I might have a funny idea during one of our little ad lib shots. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall. You know, we we pretty much leave it to Brandon. Um, That's not to say we couldn't have more of a say if we wanted to, but I think we're pretty happy with how he's doing things. And it's uh, it's already working, you know? So, yeah. 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 I mean, I certainly understand not wanting to go and change anything. That, that's for sure. But it, it, does it feel better to you kind of in a way that you're seeing everything's working and you kind of just get to be a part of it? You know what I mean? You're not you're not having to obsess over it the way you would be the, you know, the music for the new album, for instance. No, totally. Yeah. Personally, um, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but for me, uh, I love that. I love not having to like deal with it except yeah. for being and stuff. Right. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm basically like, yo, I'll handle like the music. Um, 
and that's it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that totally makes sense. Well, let me, I mean, just on that, on that topic though, and I don't know if you pay attention to this or not, but it seemed to me, and I think we might've mentioned this before, it's a great marketing tool. You know, not only were you able to do the right now song on the new album, Fundamental Slimes and Humors, but then also you get to, you know, you're putting exposure on the band by doing something that's interesting that is a lot different than just saying, hey, come listen to my band. You know, it's not just a, you know, a push out on a tweet or something like that. This is kind of more bringing people into the humor and other aspects of the band themselves. So have you seen that with the popularity of right now going up, have you seen more fans of the actual band come out? Yeah, um, definitely. I think, you know, we there's been obvious long delays between the seasons and some of it was like, God, it's kind of expensive to do this, you know, uh, and it wasn't really giving us a ton of like actual money in return mm-hmm. per se, but it's really all about spreading the word and, um, you know, it's a fun thing to do. And then fans of the guests are going to watch it and uh, it's, it's something fun we can do. So we're, we're definitely committed to doing more of it. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you got to stick with things before they, they really grow to their full potential, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I think the show has evolved, you know, obviously from the first season, second, third, I think it's definitely evolved with the type of guests you have as well as how the interactions go, right? So yeah, yeah. I think that is really interesting for people that are a fan of the band or maybe even not. Maybe they just really like the type of humor, you know, that you're working with. But Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Hey, you know, it's like if they're like, fuck this band, but I still going to watch this. It's like, haha, we got you anyways, you know, yeah, so whatever. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, go ahead and hate whatever you're the one clicking. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. No, that's, that is great to hear. Now, I have to ask this because, and I'm sure people have asked it before, but I, I kind of have to ask it. And you can tell me if you hate this question too, and I'll make sure never to talk about it. But I, I have seen, if I'm not mistaken, that people think that John Goblicon is you, is the lead vocalist of the band. Non-stop, man. Non-stop forever. Non-stop. Gotcha. Okay. I don't, I don't mind. I, I don't think... Uh... You know, it would be like hilarious if I had this like ego rivalry with John Goblin. Yes, but yes. <laughs> the reality is I'm kind of like, all right, you know, like if people want to see it how they want to see it. And I can totally imagine thinking he's the singer, too, if I were not like a big fan or whatever. And I just saw this thing like, oh, that must be the singer. <laughs> um, so I don't mind. And I don't think, you know over time like okay you see me singing in these videos now and stuff and it's like are you it's pretty obvious if you're you know if you're paying attention slash care at all but um right right also it doesn't doesn't bug me i feel like that's like what we signed up for you know i got you i got you well the reason (laughs) one of the reasons why i brought it up and i know it's not true but listening through the album i noticed how much you didn't say goblin i think you might have said it twice and that's that's after Welcome to Bonkers that was full of it, obviously. It had a lot of references well, to Goblin. Like there are only a couple mentionings of, of Goblin on Bonkers, too. Obviously, there's a song called Goblin. Sure, um, right, right. But I think the... Uh, I, it's hard to remember, but I think the only other song which really directly mentioned Goblins was like Killing Times. I don't even know if that one did. So, I, But um, yeah, uh, I think it's interesting because uh, the first 
obviously goblin island and stench were really all about goblins um stench had bears but goblin island every song was like the goblins do this the goblins do that right um, right Stench, it was like 90 percent tales of goblins killing humans still Makes um sense. yeah the power ep or whatever was you know we had giraffes crickets power core none <laughs> of those mentioned goblins so right um i think the goblin association a lot of it comes from like john goblicon and the name of the band and the theme of the band being goblins but and also like your perceptive because most people are never even going to know what the lyrics are saying or bother to read them oh okay gotcha in my experience so they just assume it's about goblins and i'm like okay <laughs> it's fine with me it gives me the freedom to write like whatever i want to write a song about and everyone still thinks it's about goblins anyway so i'm like okay yeah sure it's about goblins you know there you go yeah no no that's why i had to ask because it is one of the things that I love to do with bands, especially ones that I'm a fan of, is really go through the lyrics. Because, you know, once you first hear a song, a lot of times, especially with the different styles of vocals that, you know, a lot of the bands that I love are doing, and especially what you guys are doing, you don't always catch some of the subtle nuances, right? So I like to look through the lyrics and really make sure that I know what is being said. And it was just something that that I kind of just, a, a light went off where I was like, hey, it just seems like there's a lot less mentions in this one than the last one, for instance. That's true. That's true. But go back and reread Bonkers and you'll see. There's well, actually very few mentions there too. There were, I think, I want to say there were 70, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you're right. Dressed as goblins. Yeah. I actually, I did go back. I did go back and check. That's well, how much of a nerd. Every instance of the word goblin. Yeah. That, sure. Well, that's how, that's how much of a nerd I am. I had to, I had to do that. But that was sort of funny too, because like uh <laughs> that's awesome by the way. Um Thank you. people people were always like you in the back in the day, you know, 15 years whenever we started, like you guys should dress as goblins, dress as goblins. And so that's where dressed as yes. goblins came from. Right. <laughs> you right. Know what I mean? Uh originally <laughs> that song I can probably say it was gonna be you know, I, I was imagining goblin people dressed as goblins like doing a bank heist or like this is bad, but like a school shooting or something oh, horrible. Okay. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I got um, And then I changed the, the lyrics so it wouldn't offend people as much because I'm a pussy, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the, in the bones, I, d I didn't think of that as being about goblins. But now your, your point is fair. No, I, I understand. <laughs> See, there's a there's a COVID cough right there. No, I, I definitely get it. I definitely understand for sure. But yeah, right. I, know, I appreciate the atmosphere that you guys create with the music. So, you know, if it says Goblin, if it doesn't say Goblin, I'm still going to enjoy the music no matter what. It's just, it's very, like I said, especially the new album is so layered with different things. I mean, and, and look, I might look into things too much, but I know you guys have made references in the past to different albums. You know, we had talked about that last time as well. But can I can I ask you a couple questions to see if I if I found two Easter eggs or if I'm just a crazy person? Yeah, sure. Okay. I I don't know what it is, but I swear maybe it's just similar sounding, you know, areas or something like that. But I could have sworn that in Fancy Wind, I heard like a nod to Weezer's Buddy Holly in there. Is that true? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's that's not a problem. We'll check that one off right now. All right. What about in Supernova? I swear I almost hear the animated the animated X-Men theme song. 
Dude, that's so funny because I've never seen that, but like I've heard other people, uh, like Jason, our, uh, the guy who produces it, is like, uh, oh, it's just like old X Men or something. Like, oh, shit. Yes, exactly. But, you know, what, I put that in as a reference to uh, this is it because the flute does that too. Oh. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then it happens again, like in the solo of, uh, yeah, it might still be that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could be uh, what's that one? that's all heavy. Uh, uh bones. No, the uh, lesson in hate. I think the, oh, the key sure. okay. in lesson in hate does that as well. Gotcha. Okay. So that was more like inter album references, but yeah, it's funny. I've never seen that um that show or whatever, but someone definitely commented on that, and I, I listened to. It. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty similar. Um, gotcha. But it's just uh, like a seventh chord. I want to say like. I don't remember what it is, but it wasn't, it wasn't on purpose that okay. one, but, um, but it's definitely very similar accidentally. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I just, I had to check. I, like I said, I For think sure. I probably examine your music too much. Like I, I enjoy it no matter what, but I like going through and trying to find things because I know you put a lot of work into it. So I like to see, can I find, you know, similar things to that? Yeah. There's, there's a few little hidden things here and there, but, um, yeah, that one was just, I guess, a happy accident or a sad accident if, if X-Men sues us. But, you know, <laughs> that would be very funny. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's music. You know, the, the one thing I, I noticed you never hear in music uh, often anyways is like. Because it's just like that's James Bond. You know? Yes. Right. OK. Um, gotcha. I yep. heard this, this uh, techno song or something the other day and they were using that progression. I was just like, damn, they're going for it. Maybe it's time, you know. Yeah, if they put that into YouTube, I'm sure it's going to get flagged. Yeah, but it makes you wonder, too, because, like, okay, if James Bond was never a thing, that we'd probably hear that progression all over the place. You oh, know? that's interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. wow, I didn't even think about that. Huh. I think that that's, like, the most profoundly obvious one. I mean, of course, if you were, like, dun 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 That's, like, a whole melody, you know, as opposed to just, like, a vibe. Yeah. Right. No, that's that's very true. So yeah. I got I to gotta ask you this as well. Sorry, I'm just running through a list of things just because I, I haven't got a chance to talk to you in a while. So I don't think we talked about this the last time. I was going through the discography, and I noticed that, if I'm not mistaken, really the, the sole feature that you guys have ever had is Andrew WK. So I was just wondering, I actually had Era on the show recently, and we talked about the same thing. I noticed in their discography, it's very rare for them to have a feature so i was just wondering is that something that you just don't want to deal with all the hassle uh, of getting someone in you know with the all the work you're already doing or is that something you would think about doing in the future um i would love to do it again if the opportunity sort of came up it's a bit of hassle but it's definitely doable um i think that you know originally that i remember on that song I, i wrote the part or whatever like let's get a goblin party or party going, get a goblin party going. And I was like, you know how we can do this and not get sued yes. by actually getting Andrew WK to guest on it. Right. Um, <laughs> that was honestly my motivation for that one. Um, uh, in terms of other guesting stuff, like I, I would be super down with that. Um, and we talked about it like, Oh, what if we had so-and-so guest vocal or this and that? Um, but it's also, I end up writing like weird kind of obscure music and some of it doesn't maybe lend itself so well to that. Sure. A lot of the time or, you know, it's like, 
it's not like a, a song in the style of someone else. So it doesn't cross the mind as much. Um, sure. but I would love to, to do that. I don't know what I would do live, but um, like if we got like that crazy vocalist from Lorna Shore, who's oh, just, this, yeah. Then Everyone loves like, well, yeah. Yeah. They love him. I watched this live one take video and I'm like, dude, this guy's incredible. But that's also a thing where I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to put that on the album and then just not be able to do it live. You know? <laughs> oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, I don't know. But that's a good, I mean, by the way, that's a really good answer for if someone asks you, you know, who would you want on, on a feature? That's really good because that guy, and I, I'm really mad at myself that I can't remember his name offhand right now. I, uh, something Ramos, maybe? I don't Something Ra- Ramos, or is it? Um, yeah. Ah, I, I'll get it. I'll I get did, it at some point. was checking him out last week, like, oh, damn, you know, but I forgot to. Uh, Ramos, something Ramos. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, for sure. But yeah, he, I mean, he's blowing up. I mean, everybody, I think if I'm not mistaken, I might have saw that they're playing Lollapalooza or something. God damn, good for them. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. So yeah, I'm I am very surprised. I'm not sure and look, I don't know if you follow the scene completely. I mean, you know Lorna Shore obviously, but I, with them, yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm not sure if a band that's from the scene, whether it's deathcore, metal, metalcore, whatever, if you get together with someone who's not a part of the scene and you do a feature, does it really actually bring anyone over? to this style of music instead of bringing over people from this style of music over to pop music, let's say. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I guess if it was like, um, weird Al or something, you know, <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you have weird Al on, on a Necro Goblicon song? Oh man. If he was down, of course. Yeah, I think that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Like an accordion solo and a fast singing or something. Yes, yeah. exactly. I think that will work out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, who knows? apparently he's a nice guy but he's like you know practically like an a-lister so i don't know the reality of that but man that would be awesome <laughs> yeah, it's, it's surprising i mean I, I i remember when he did i think it was his last tour but i think he almost sells out every single city that he goes to and he's been consistently touring and putting out albums for like it's got to be over 30 years by now i would think gotta be like 40 years because i'm pretty stuff in the early 80s yeah yeah so he's going on 40 years of still selling out places yeah he's a beast man for sure now let me ask you i mean you have correct me if i'm wrong but i think you would say you have a pretty unique sense of humor right you you like a lot of different types of humors you see it on right now you you hear it in lyrics i've seen you multiple times live i think that kind of oozes from you for sure do you like shows like the the reason why i'm asking this because weird out i only listen to like a couple podcasts and one of them is comedy bang bang and weird Al was the host at one point or the musical host uh, for a whole season of that show. Have you ever watched any kind of irreverent humor like that? Um, I watched through, I think all of the, like the, the, the video comedy bang bangs. I've never listened to the podcast. Okay. All right. But uh, what did you think? Was that, was that your style of humor or were you? I liked you know, it, you know, it's maybe not like what I would do myself, but mm-hmm. I definitely watched them all and really enjoyed it, you know, and like Forville and whatnot. Yes. Um, yes. Bobby Moynihan, right? I'm feeling stabby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so really funny. good. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, uh, yeah. I, you know what? Like my all time comfort show that I just keep going back to is Futurama. Oh, sure. Uh, Right. So are you excited about the reboot? 
I am. I, I'm glad they got John DiMaggio on board finally. Um, did you hear about that? He like wasn't signing off first because right. he's not going to pay him enough or something. And then he's on it now. No, um, I mean, the last few reboots kind of blew, but like that doesn't stop me from watching them, you know? So yeah. I'm excited. We'll see what they can do in this new streaming world. Yeah. No, no. Very true. Yeah. Well, let me see. Nick, Nikki, I'm looking, I'm looking at my, I, I have like a note section just in case to make sure I cover things. I covered a shit ton already. So my question to you is, was there anything that I missed? Was there anything that you wanted to mention about the fundamental slimes and humors or the Guar tour? Anything going on with you that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not really. I'm glad you're maybe the first one who's just confidently said the album title correctly. So I really yes. appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> and that's awesome. Uh, I guess I'll say that uh, there's a Waldo goblin hidden somewhere on all of our albums. Nice. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on the Goblin Island cover, there's a little Waldo Goblin um, running, you know, towards Tim and I or whatever. And um, all right, that same guy has been cut and put into all of our albums somewhere. And uh, on Bonkers and and Slimes, he's uh, he's on the cover. So okay. uh, I, I would uh, I think that might be fun for people to find him. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, no. I'm just happy it's like finally coming out, and life is gonna go on, and we'll see what what happens next. Exactly, and you can stop doing all these podcasts because I know you did a shit ton of them. Yeah, <laughs> there's been quite a few. There have, there have been. <laughs> it used to be like, okay, type me, type me out some answers, you know, and now it's like, all right, we're doing the podcast. Here right. we go. You know, but um, it's good. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I enjoy it. I'm sitting here having a conversation, so that's that's nice, you know. Yeah. No, I I've tried. I think in the past I've tried, I think, for instance, uh, I had at one point, I ended up having Crystal Lake, the Japanese metalcore band. Oh, yeah. I had, uh, I always forget, I think it's Rio. I think it's Rio. I had him on the show talking, but before that, we had done a back and forth interview uh, through email. But I, I don't know if those actually come off very well. I, I like the idea of having a conversation with people kind of off the cuff. You know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah, I totally get that. Well, look, Nikki, stay on the line. We'll do the plug section now, and then we'll talk a little bit, you know, after. But so let's make sure we get the plug completely correct again. The Fundamental Slimes and Humor should be out by now. It came out on April 1st. There's plenty of merch. I think a lot of it's sold out. But if you go, I'll have links in the description of the episode to make sure that I'll make it very easy for people to pick up uh, you know, a uh, vinyl, the, you know, T-shirts and hoodies and everything that's going to be there. Like like Nikki said, you can look for the Goblin Waldo on it as well. I'll be doing that when I get my vinyl in, that's for sure. So other than that, Nikki, though, is there any other way that's the best way to support you guys right now? Um, No, I, I would say, like, that's a great way to support us. Come out to see a show. Uh, say hi. Um. If, if we're not afflicted with COVID or something horrible. <laughs> like um, I was, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, check it out. Even Spotify is, you know, just go listen to it. That's the the thing that I would uh, appreciate. And, um, sure. yeah, we don't, yeah, I guess, uh, my PayPal's nkalon at gmail.com. If you want to just send me some money, feel there free. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, hey, look, I, I think I did it on the last one. I'll have that on the links. There's no, no problem oh God, don't do it. That's, that's <laughs> painful. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, uh, you know, um, yeah, other than that, you know, subscribe, all that there you business. Go. <laughs> Ring the bell, man. Ring the bell. Uh, I like it. Well, Nikki, man, 
Thank you so much for doing this. I really, I always enjoy my talks with you because you have the humor part, but then you also have the technical part as well. So I like hearing all the background stuff about how you try and make things work. Like I said, I'm a really, really big fan of not only the band, but then also every album you've made, I just enjoy so much. So the fundamental slimes and humors just adds on to that list. And I'm really excited for people to hear it, as I'm positive you are as well. Um, and I just enjoy really going front to back with it. I, I very much enjoy so many of the tracks. I think that closeout track, uh, it, I always forget, I always call it Key. Key, man, that's all you got to call it, yeah. But I was, I was so blown away by how well that rounded out the album. Uh, I don't often say it. It's very cliche, but it did have that very epic feel to it, which I appreciate. finality for you. Yes, exactly. Very final. It really closed out the album well. So I'm really looking forward to people hearing it as well. And I want to congratulate you. I think it's awesome that this album, I, I believe, is going to do very well for you guys. And then obviously the tour with Guar is going to be huge. I mean, that's just on a different level. They've been around forever. They're legends in the business. So it's just very cool for you guys to be going out and doing that as well. And I hope to see you on that tour. That is my plan as well. But thank you so much, Nikki, for taking the time to do this. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much as well. Uh, I appreciate everything you said. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you out on Guar. And if not, we'll. Uh, I think we're planning something for fall too. Awesome. So. Okay. That sounds great. Well, okay. once again, man, thank you so much for taking the time. All right. Likewise, dude. Uh, yeah. And have a good one. You too. Right, bye.